Thank you for the blood this morning, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. In this book is life. Hallelujah. It's the word of the living God. Hallelujah. And we can partake of it this morning together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord, for your word. It's quick and it's powerful and it's sharp. It divides between body, soul, and spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're starting in Hebrews this morning. Chapter 11. And verse 5. Hallelujah. Father, I've written these things down on a bit of paper, Lord, but write them on our hearts this morning, Lord. Hallelujah that the words that we see and words we hear might be powerful and quick. Amen. Bless your name. Hebrews 11, verse 5. It's talking about Enoch here. It says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he had pleased God. And then it goes on to say this wonderful scripture, which is the foundation of what I'm talking about this morning. And then it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them, that diligently seek him. What, what I'm, my theme this morning is, how do we please God? Does God need anything from us? Does God stand in need this morning of anything that we can do or say? I don't think he does. There's nothing that we can do that will make us any closer to God than we position ourselves in him through faith. Hallelujah. And it's your faith and my faith, brother and sister, that pleases God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. You can't please him in any other way but to have faith. Hallelujah. Life with God is all faith. It's all faith. You know, the world cannot see him because they don't have faith to see him. Hallelujah. But God has given us faith that we can see him. We can see who he is, what his, part, what his principles and, his, and his, the things about God, we can see them. But it's only through faith. It's not reading this world and trying to work it out or understand it. It's all God given. Even the faith that we use is implanted in us by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 
You say, it even says in the scripture that we can't, even of ourselves, have faith to believe. It's God's given gift to us. That, that we come to a position in our lives where he gives us faith to believe. I had a, a great friend who I worked with for a number of years and got quite involved with. And he always used to say these words over and over again to me. I only wish you, I had your faith to believe. And there was nothing I could do or say to give him the faith, because only God could give that. The only thing I could do was to pray for him. That was all I could do. And God is the only one, you know, God seeks us out. It says in the scripture in, John, in uh, Romans, <laughs> you haven't chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you. Hallelujah. This is what God does. He chooses us. Why does he choose us? Is there any good thing in us that God wants or sees? I don't know. That's a mystery. That's one of the mysteries of the gospel. Why did he ever give me faith? He must have planned it. He must have seen the outcome of that faith. But faith is an ongoing thing. You don't ever get to a, a platform where you can say, well, I'm in faith now. <laughs> I'm in touch with God. I've reached this level. Don't need anything else. Don't need to do anything else. I'm just going to sit here and wait for God. But faith is an active thing. Hallelujah. 24-7, faith is active. Hallelujah. It's not something that you can sit and nurse. Something that has to be always active. Bless the Lord. If it's not active, you will die. So, it pleases God that we have faith. Hallelujah. It's a big circle, isn't it? We didn't instigate the faith, but he gave us faith, and it pleases him to do it. Um, you know, when you look at the earth, you read in, in Genesis, uh, a number of times, I'll, I'll just go there for a second, when God, Genesis 1, it says over and over again, God saw it, that it was good. I'm not going to give you all the rest of the text around it. But God looked and he saw the product of his faith when he created the earth. He saw it was good. Hallelujah. And that pleased him. He was pleased that he created earth. It's somewhere it says uh, about he was pleased that he created man. Hallelujah. You see, it pleased God to put us on this earth. Now, if we look at, go back to Hebrews and look at 13, 16. But him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips. 
giving thanks to his name, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Hallelujah. So when you're praising God, you're pleasing God. Hallelujah. That's why we sing a lot. That's why we praise God a lot. Because it pleases him. So when you're singing, consider that you're bringing pleasure to God. He loves to hear you singing. Now, what does singing demand from us? It's, it's an activity of faith. Hallelujah. We come here every Sunday and it's an act of faith that we come and praise him. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful gift that we have. Now, it doesn't matter whether your voice is good, bad or indifferent. God doesn't mind. He just wants to hear your voice. Hallelujah. It's an active thing. You can sit there. I, when I first came to church, I couldn't sing, I thought. So I used to read the words, and Shirley used to sing beautifully alongside of me. Uh, and I didn't sing at all, did I? It's true. For a number of years, I didn't sing. But somehow or other, the Holy Spirit anointed me to sing. It's a marvellous thing. And it's such a wonderful privilege to be able to sing and be pleasing to God. You know, it's, it's something that has to come from the heart. And that's, that's, that's the problem. That's why I couldn't sing when I first got saved. It hadn't trickled down to my heart. Hallelujah. When it got in my heart, then I couldn't stop singing. Some people say, I wish he would. <laughs> but that's the wonderful thing, you see. Being active in faith pleases God. We got the message there, have we? It pleases God. It's, I don't know why. <laughs> it pleases God. We're going to Matthew 3 and 17. And this is Jesus. We'll start in verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened upon, unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Why was God pleased with his Son? because he was being obedient and he was fulfilling what was prophesied of him. Hallelujah. And John couldn't quite understand why he had to be baptised. Because it, if you read the verse 15, it says, And Jesus answered and said, No, sorry, 14. And John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptised in thee. And come you to me. Jesus under, uh, answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. You see, Jesus was being obedient to what God had ordained for him. And God honoured his faith in being baptised. Now you say, well... Why did Jesus need to be baptised? He came from heaven. Why would he need to be baptised? 
but it was part of the process that he was going through under the authority of God. Hallelujah. And it pleased God. If you look at Matthew 17 and 5, you'll see it. This is a transfiguration when Jesus was transfigured before his disciples. And this is what Peter said. Then said Peter unto Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If, you, if thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, and one, of thee, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? God just did all that transfiguration just so that he could honour his son and show that he was pleased with him and his uh, honour of him in, in, in that wonderful way. Bless the Lord. Now Romans 8 and 8, you know, I always, we always have a bit of Romans 8 when we're when I'm talking. This is a negative one though. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans 8 and 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So what does that mean? It means the only way we can please God is to be in the spirit and be walking with the spirit. Hallelujah. This is what Romans 8 is talking about. Walking with God in the spirit. The spirit which sets us free from our flesh. Now my flesh this morning cringes at some of the things that I've done. But I'm not here as a man of flesh. I'm here this morning as a man of the spirit. Hallelujah. And I know that no matter how good I try to be, I can never attain to that which God wants in the flesh. And we, we spend a lot of time as Christians trying to uh, glorify the flesh. Um, in lots of different ways we do it, if we're honest. We try to make ourselves as good as we possibly can and try and we try to win God's blessing and uh, honouring of us uh, for what we've done our works but none of that cuts any ice at all with God you can work at it all your life and be the most wonderful person as far as your flesh is concerned but it cuts no ice with God because it says there so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God it's sad isn't it we, we see so many wonderful people, don't we? I see people that are a lot better than me in the flesh. You see it all the while, don't you? What a wonderful thing that person did. Some people even give their life. But the flesh profited nothing, doesn't it? Hallelujah. We cannot please God in the flesh. We can only please him through the spirit but ye are not in the flesh it says next verse 
but in the Spirit, if so be the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. You see, our righteousness pleases God, but it's not of us. It's a spiritual gift. Hallelujah. You can't please God in any other way than to be righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, cleansed from all things. Colossians 1, verses 9 and 10. This is Paul praying. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. See, it talks about pleasing God there. Hallelujah in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord. See, it's a spiritual walk. You're only worthy because you walk with the Spirit. He makes you worthy. And the things that you do, he makes worthy. Because they're not your thoughts, they're not your ways, they're the ways that God has ordained in your life. And when we walk like that, we are pleasing to God. You're pleasing God. Everybody wants to please God, don't they? But are you walking with the Spirit of God in your life? Are you doing the things that he inspires you to do? Or are you just walking, just going through life, um, doing what seems right to you? See, it says in the scripture, it says, there is a way that seemeth right unto the man, but it's the way the end of it is death. Hallelujah. But there's another way. This is the wonderful thing. We can walk pleasing God. How do we know we're pleasing God? Because we have peace in our hearts. Hallelujah. We aren't striving. We are walking. We are following whatever he leads us into. Hallelujah. And then there's another verse in 3. Colossians 3, and it's verse 20. This is for the children, or the younger people. It says, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Difficult, isn't it? To be obedient to your parents. Isn't it? What do you think, Emma? <laughs> Difficult, isn't it? They don't always ask you to do the things that you want to do. But it's pleasing to God when we do. It's a wonderful thing. Now, we're getting 1 Thessalonians 2, 2 to 4. But even after we'd suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi, 
We were bold in our God to speak unto the, you the gospel of God without contention. For our, ex, our exaltation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanliness, nor in guile, but as we were allowed of God to put in trust with the gospel, even so to speak, not as pleasing men, but pleasing God, which trieth our hearts. Hallelujah. You see, once again, it's an active faith which makes us bold in God. Hallelujah. That's not bold in ourselves, not bold in how we pump ourselves up for the situation. That's bold in God, knowing God, knowing God. We can, we can be bold, can't we, in God, through the power of the Spirit. We can, we, we can take on things that our flesh cringes at because it's God. And it's the gospel. That's the wonderful thing. We're bold in the gospel. The good news of Jesus' death and resurrection. Hallelujah. And then in, in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exalt you by the Lord Jesus Christ, that as you received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Hallelujah. See, when we, when we start to please God, we abound. It's, we get an abundance. We get abundance. You see, we get so full, we can't contain it. Hallelujah. We please God. And it abounds more and more. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he, that's God, delighteth in his way. That's also us. Hallelujah. So our steps, it's an active thing again. It's our steps we've got. 69 and 30 in Psalms. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bullock that hath horns and hoofs. That's talking about the sacrifice that the, the Jews would make of an ox and all the, all the trimmings that would have with that. But it pleases God, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. 149, Psalm 149. Verse 4. This is a lovely one. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. That's lovely, isn't it? He takes pleasure in us and he beautifies us, the meek, with salvation. 
Proverbs 16 and 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he made even his enemies to be at peace with him. Hallelujah. I think it's a big lesson to learn about peace in our life. I don't know about you, I, I'm forever being churned up by some think that somebody said or somebody's done and you sometimes it becomes magnified and you think well how do I deal with that I've got got to tell that person I've got to sort this out I can't carry on like this and God speaks spoken to me quite recently really that we should live in peace with everyone even our enemies we should live in peace with everyone all Romans 12 and 18 we're back in Romans again It says, starting 17, Romans 12, 17, it says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Let's be honest. If it is possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. We're told to live peaceably. Hebrews 12 and 14. It says here, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. It's a wonderful thing. If you don't have peace in a situation, seek after peace. Because the enemy, I find, will churn us up about all sorts of things in life, trying to take away that peace that God gives us. Hallelujah. It's pleasing for God when we live in peace. It doesn't mean to say you have to bow down to everybody uh, and just take it on the chin. You just don't respond. That's the thing. Because the, the enemy is always trying to get us to respond in the flesh. Where our response should be in the spirit. Hallelujah. With prayer and supplication, bring all things unto God. Hallelujah. Anything that's troubling you this morning, bring it to God. Don't live in anger. Don't live in distress. Live in peace. The peace of God.
passes all understanding. It guards our heart and our mind. Hallelujah. See, these are the areas of the flesh which can't please God. All these things that we do in the flesh bring no pleasure to God. Hallelujah. The only thing that pleases him is a relationship from the heart which is at peace. Hallelujah. I'm going to sing a song now. By peace I give unto you. It's a peace that the world cannot give. It's the peace that the world cannot understand. Peace to know. Peace to live. My peace I give unto you.